Yes, sir. We're back. The game ain't based on sympathy, but you already knew that you're tuned in. Gavin and Rue, you know what we do. Listen, if you've enjoyed any of the episodes so far or related to any of them, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for me and then send this off to send this podcast off to a friend. Keep that support going for me. I truly appreciate it. Rue, what's good, Joe? You told me how you had a long day. What's up, yo? was crazy today, man. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Shout out, Cabos. It's always a pleasure being out here, man. Yes, sir. Shout out Major Link's clothing company. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. Where you, um, you still doing the IT? The, yeah. what is it? Yeah, I'm doing, um, IT. Um, I'm actually working um, part-time in the IT department, but um, I'm um, in multiple departments within the actual building. So I'm working cybersecurity, I'm doing, working with um, networks, I'm working with um, multiple, multiple um, parts of the IT um, infrastructure. So it's kind of cool. It's a lot of learning, but sometimes it's stressful, man. Sometimes, you. you know, all that pressure gets, it can get to you, you know, what was long today? And, huh? What was long about today? What happened today? Okay, so um, I came to work, you know, uh, in a good mood, and um, I got a ticket. And the way we do work is there's this ticket system. So I was about um, to say you got a ticket, like a speeding hey, ticket or a parking ticket. No, 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 like the. Users submit tickets so that we can do yeah. work. So, like, yeah, for yeah. instance, if somebody has an issue, they send a ticket to the IT department. I sent a bunch of them that... because my email wasn't working, and the IT department pissed me off, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's levels to it because I we get tickets that certain people can't. Like, for instance, it, it's, it goes through a chain. So, mm -hmm. um, I got a, a, tick, a ticket this morning, and it was basically to... Um, to fix eight computers. So, um, I had to set them up for some users and I was, I'm not, I'm used to, you know, dealing with, you know, large scale work because I've been working for the IT, the IT department for a couple months. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that bad. But when I got there, it was like, everybody expected me to just fix it then and i'm like yo wait a minute there's eight computers in one person like this is gonna take time especially when i have to know where i'm setting it up and and how long do you gonna... do it in i it's still not done i'm only halfway i've only been able to fix four of the computers because i had to image them and upload software but one of the things that's this big misconception about it is that People think that when an IT technician shows up, he can just fix everything. Like, it, we're not magicians. We have to figure out what the problem is before we can start to fix it. And that's probably what, what takes the longest to fix things in IT is that troubleshooting, figure out, figuring out what the problem is. Because it's like a doctor. A doctor can't cure you if he doesn't know what you have. No, so. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it's like. What it's like, so the other, last week I was trying to go, where was I trying to go? The gym? Somewhere. Mm -hmm. No, I had just got back from a, what was it? Okay, I remember. I had just got back from a long day of work. Yeah, I was out in the sun for like 12 hours. All I wanted to do was come back to the crib and shower, right? So I pulled up to my uncle's crib and mm. I go to get in the shower and I turn on the, the water, and no water comes out. And I'm like, yo, no water came out. So I'm like, yo, what? 
So then I, I oh. go to the sink and I turn it on and then like it started for a little bit. A couple of drops came out and then it stopped. And so I called him and he's like, yeah, they shut off the water. I'm like, what do you mean they shut off the water? How do they just shut off a whole city block? Like people have to, sh- how do you just shut off the water with no notice? And then he was like, well, they said they don't know what the problem is. So they had to shut off the water. My G, what? You don't know what the problem is. So you shut off the water. <laughs> I'm sitting here yeah. 12 hours in the heat Yo, I want to go ba- I want to go shower And you and you turn the water off Because you don't know You don't know what the problem is So if you don't know what the problem is Why you turn off the water? The water The water not the problem Man, That's crazy That's crazy But I don't know about that, man I don't know about that That's crazy They shut off They did the absolute most there. Somebody was having a bad day at the water plant. And then so I and then so I, I packed up a bag and I went to my to my grandmother's. And then as soon as I got out the shower, my uncle called. No, or yeah, as soon as I got the shower, my uncle called me and he was like, the water came back on. I was like, well, I just got out the shower, so it don't do me no good now. Like yo, I'm still confused on how do you just turn off a whole city block of worth of water, but. At least the long day is over. You're on the show, so the best part of the day has begun. If you tuned into hey, last man. week's episode, you already know how, it's go, how it goes down. I got a bag here filled with a bunch of topics. I'm going to shake them up. I'm going to pull it out and give our spiel on them. So yeah, let's, let's go get ahead and get, get right into it. The first topic, let's see what we're talking about today. Yo, I keep saying, I want to get one of those rollerball. I keep saying, what is it? Like the Uno, not Uno, the Bingo, the the cage to roll oh, the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get one of those thing. so I can put my... Yeah, one of the wheel things so I can put the topics in. Let's see. Yeah, that would be in time, I'm going to get them to get there. But let's see. First one... Yeah, I'll be folding these things up too small to even uh, un- unfold them again. This is crazy. So I, pe- I, I, I did like a test run to see if I could pull out the, the topics correctly and I got this same question. The first time. I'll, so I don't know. So I guess they really want me to talk. I guess God really wants me to talk about this. So it says, is cheerleading a sport? So since wow. you were the one with the long day and the best part of your day has just begun, you can go ahead and start. Is uh, What yo, do you think? Is, is cheerleading a sport? Yo, that's crazy because I actually work with a person who's on the cheer team. Where, so, FAU? Like, at FAU? At my job. At, at the IT. We were both technicians and he's actually on the, the cheerleading team for the school. So, I mean, like, he told me, I didn't know cheerleading was that big of a deal at first. Like, I just thought, you know. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, but, like, I didn't realize people be having whole competitions and, like, national rankings. And I was like, You're Yo, tripping. Did you I never watch Bring It On? You never watch, you never watch Bring It On? No. What? You're know what that is, bro. With, um. Nah, bro. The, the cheerleading movie, Bring It On. Hold up. Let me look it up. What it, Wait, wait, wait. Is it with the black girl? Yeah, with, it's um. Like, yeah, yeah, I seen that. I seen, I didn't know the name of the movie. One of them but was I've with, uh, movie. it was with Beyonce. One of them was with Beyonce's uh, sister, Solange. Bring It On. But yeah, the Chili oh, movie. Okay, it's, yeah, there's yeah, Bring yeah. It I've On. I've seen that. I think Bring I've It On, Fight to the or, Finish. And then there's one more. But now that, that, that. After I watched that, I was like, okay, cheerleading's kind of live. Cheerleading's kind of live. Uh, I mean, like, see, I didn't really watch the movie and pay attention, so. I just looked at it for the girls. Like, some of the girls was fine in that movie, so I was just paying attention to them. But, um, 
Yeah, no, my homie educated me on cheer. He was like, yeah, man, like, this, it's it's serious. Like, they go to competitions, and they. I, I just thought the cheerleading team was, like, just, like, the support for the football team and the basketball team. I didn't realize they were their own team. Yeah, I was, I was enlightened. Yeah, so I think cheerleading, I mean, they got scholarships for it, so it has exactly. to be a sport. Because, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I would say it's, um... So I feel so. It's like it's weird because it starts off as so. My high school, our cheerleading team, they won states like back to back to back years. But it was like so. There's two like levels. So you have the school cheer team, and then they have what you like call competitive cheer, and that yeah, that shit right there is like a sport. They're practicing all night for all that and stuff. But then the dudes on the cheer squad, yo, I'm like, yo, these dudes are jacked. I was like, these, I know yeah. they're working because they're out here holding these girls up with one arm. And I'm like, yo, yeah, I'm not, I'm not out here doing that. I need to know what workout plan he's on because I'm trying to hold a bit up with one hand. How you do that? Hey, yo, I got a question for you right quick. Would What's... you, would you like, because I know you used to hoop in high school and I ran track in high school. So we both, you know, are familiar with sports in high school. Would mm-hmm. you do cheer if like, if like the cheer coach approached you with like, Gavin, we need an extra guy. I see you've got some athleticism. Okay. I really need you to be a part of my so... cheer team. Would you do it? I don't know if I would do that, but I will say. So I don't know if your school did you did your school have powder puff? Yeah, we did. We did okay. have powder puff. Okay. So my school we had powder puff. So dudes did volleyball and cheer, and the girls did the football. So me, it was. There's actually there's actually a YouTube video of it. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna post. I gotta find some way to let people see this video. Um, it was me, like my homeboys, Jalen. Milan, JJ, Jamar, we all did it. And the routine was fine, because I'm talking, we was out here, fine, listen. Listen, because it, it was like, most of us were black, so it was like, we have rhythm and everything, and we can dance. So it was very easy, and we were athletes. So listen, I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, I'm out here with the toe touches, my thing's on point. The only yeah. thing, though, but like my homeboy Milan, he, he, he was small, he, he, that man's up. They're trying to. They were trying to get me to fly. I was like, Nah, I'm not flying. I I don't do well with people just having to hold me under. Cause if I fall, that's a long way to fall, and I could break my neck. And then the white the white boy Cameron got up there. Um, one day when I wasn't at practice, and I heard he fell, and he actually did get a concussion. I was like, See, so I'm not going up there. But so one part of the routine was like, so I, was, I start off in the back and I run, but there's like four people on all fours and they're like and they lead up like a staircase almost so i run and jump mm. off their backs and i was supposed kind of like you seen you got served yo oh yeah yeah, yeah you remember yeah, when he yeah, ran yeah, and he yeah. jumped into their arms and they held them and threw them oh, back in? yay so yeah, you to do that? no no not tried to i did that you're asleep i did oh, that snap. but no okay, so well okay, no okay. here's what, so what it was supposed to be i was supposed to run and jump off their backs land in their arms and do like a little roll forward like smoothie and everything you feel me so we get out there, and then that all that happens, that's all good and well. Tell me how I run, jump. I jumped too far off the ba- their backs, yo, and I didn't land in their arms. But it, I, I just tucked and rolled, and it looked so clean, but everybody thought I was about to break my neck. But that shit was live. Listen, I'm going to send you the video, and let me tell you, that was live. So I don't know if I would do it on a consistent basis being a cheerleader, but... I I did that, and so I mean that was funny. We went we went against the um we went against the seniors, and so it was a competition. So yeah, I consider cheerleading as a sport. But it's like it's weird because once you like after 
like college, it's a dub. Like it's not, it's no longer a sport. Like yeah, and like, I, there's and I, no real like pro competitive here. I've never heard of it. And I heard that they don't make too much money either. Well, I feel like it's a glory sport. I feel like it's like um, like it's it's kind of like a sport that's not really in it for the money. I guess it's really more just because it's it's. It's like a part of American tradition. Like cheerleaders have been a part of American tradition since the football era. So yeah. I think they just keep it around as like a an MS like like a, like a like a, a reminder a reminder of like what the the what only it thing is. yo about it is like honestly with cheerleading yo I'm like yo this is if I'm a fan, like when I'm in the stands like yo this is not getting me piped up this is not getting me hype mm. so like that's. Yeah, so, like, competitive yeah. cheer, that's a sport, but, like, the high school cheer, that stuff's kind of annoying. I mean, to be honest, like, I guess, well, there are professional cheerleaders, like, for the the, the sports teams, like the Miami Heat, yeah, the but I've seen, Dolphins, I, like, but I've seen, Dallas I've read, like, Cowboys, articles and seen like, videos, though, like, they don't make a lot of money, though, like, a lot of them have a second job. I guess it don't oh, pay yeah, that no, well. I mean, like, like I said before, I feel like it's just like a part of the sport. Like when you think football, you think you you automatically associate football with cheerleaders like peanut butter and jelly. Like, come on. What? It's like what what football what? team? What 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 prominent football team doesn't have a cheer squad? Oh, like, okay. Now I was so conf- I was so confused on. I was so confused. You got me right there. You said football and peanut butter and jelly. You had got me right there. But no, yes, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Nah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, like nah, yeah, cheerleading's definitely a sport. It was a good, it was a good warm up. Let me see what else I got here in the bag. Shake it up, shake it up. Let me see. All right. This is. What's your thoughts about athletes getting paid? Should they be paid? I'm gonna have. I'm, level. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you start. Go I'm gonna start on this one. I'm gonna start on this one. So I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, yes, I believe athletes should get paid, and I looked at it from both, like two sides. I looked at it from an athletic side, and like all of like the consequences of like and how they like getting paid and them getting in trouble for that. But I looked at it from a business, like a business plan too. So. As an employee, if you go to work nine to five and you put in forty hours a week for a job, right? You you're gonna get paid. Every business every business is set up to make money besides like a nonprofit and they need employees to keep up that business. Even though college is for they say it's for you to get an education on the college is a business at the end of the day. All the employees, the sports teams, all the promotions, that's all that's part of the employee pool that keeps the school up and going. So if the teachers come and work 40 hours a week and they're getting paid, and then you have athletes who are bringing in, like schools like Bama, the majority of your revenue, they should definitely be getting paid for what they're going through. Because like being a part of the women's basketball team and being like on the practice squad this year, I noticed like the, I understand when athletes say like I don't want to go to class, yo. Like after being after practice, like they're tired. I understand, and. They're clocking, they're doing, they're up early, going to sleep late, and people think that, like, their compensation, like, the scholarship is enough compensation, but it's like the scholarship covers your tuition, like, it basically covers everything, but you still, 
you're still you still should get paid on top of that because that's how like nine to five people have OT. So I believe they should get paid because if the school is getting making money off them, these kids should be getting something else. They should be getting money in their pocket too. I think, it, honestly, like in high school, like high school, like in, I feel like if Zion, if people wanted to sponsor him in high school, I don't think that that should be. I don't. I don't think there should be anything wrong with that. See, the problem with it is control, because a lot of these institutions were built in a pre-pro era. So, like colleges were around way before professional leagues and a lot of professional institutions so the reason why a lot of these kids can't get paid is because of the old institutions in place like colleges been around duke's been around i mean if you look at most of these schools they've been around since 19 some some whereas some of these leagues like the nba isn't even 100 years old so it's like well, most of these there's schools that are 130 years old and i think i'm i i think players should get paid off of their likeness. Like if a if a okay, school what? uses of a school uses let's take Zion Williamson since he's like famous or John Moran. If the school uses that player's likeness to attract more students and gain revenue, that player should get direct that, compensation but for that. That that but that automatically happens though. Well that auto, that's like that's what I'm saying. That well, automatically see, happens like thing, with Alabama. Thing, like, like people a who lot of, a lot of schools it doesn't it's not always like that for Yeah, not at all schools. Go ahead, go ahead. No 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 keep going. No, no that's all I said. Yeah, not at all schools it's not like that. Yeah, no, but what I was gonna say is like for for, for, for schools like how you pay athletes is really dependent like because Schools can't just pay athletes. You got to realize where the, the, the money is coming. The money isn't just coming from the athletes playing the sport. The money is coming from the results that the sports bring. Like, yeah. look, Bama wins a national tida, title. Attendance goes up 20% at Bama. Yeah. Clemson wins a national title. Attendance goes up 17%. Duke wins a national title. Attendance for the school goes up 30%. So all of this stuff is based off of performance. So if a school sees a team, if a team is performing and they're using, there are certain factors that have to be made it, made aware. If a school is using a player's like or a team's likeness and image and the, the team is winning, those players should be compensated because those players playing is a and their success is a direct correlation to kids coming to the school and getting more admissions, causing more revenue, they should get a piece of that. Because without them, like, for, for instance, think about it this way. Zion Williams doesn't go to Duke. Let's say he goes to Syracuse or, or, or any other major school, and he still performs at that high level. Duke doesn't get, doesn't get the notoriety it would have gotten this year. But Duke's a powerhouse. But any school where he went, where he would have gone, would have gotten that media, would have gotten that attention. Yeah. The only reason he went to Duke was because Duke has a fast track to the NBA. I mean, look at the last four years at Duke. They've got over 20 guys in the NBA in the last four years. That's unprecedented. That's, that's crazy. That's like saying 
if you go to Duke, there's a seven, there's a there's a fifty percent chance of you getting into the NBA the when yeah. when it's a one, it's like a one in one point four million chance out of out of all of the NCAA a college teams. Like if you really look at the math, like I know my math is off, but I'm saying like it's a very 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 low chance of you going to a Division one school outside of that powerhouse Duke, North North Carolina, Syracuse. All of those schools. So I feel like if you use a player's image, if you use them, their face, to gain admissions, revenue, and they're succeeding, you need to stipend off a, a brand. Like, I feel like Duke should write a check for $3 million to Zion Williams. Well, that, because that, they're make, they, they made probably 30 to $50 million off of him. That's how I felt in, about... Um, in ticket sales. You remember... NCAA football, NCAA basketball, and why EA yeah. stopped making them because they didn't want to pay the players. Yeah, yeah. Think about from think about from when because I remember. I, I I'm trying to think. I remember I def the last year of NCAA basketball was NCAA 12. What was the last year of football? Was it 2010? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, and it had uh, and it had Texas uh, Tech on the yeah, cover. I think. Yeah, I think it had Texas. Yeah, I, one, it was the one where Michigan Wolverines were on the cover, so... With Denard Robinson. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Denard Robinson was on it. Let me see. What was, let me let me look it up. What was the last... Uh, what was the last NCAA football made? But that wasn't fair, yo, because they were using these people's whole roster... Like, yeah. whole yeah. roster profiles and everything on here and not compensating them. Oh, Damn. It, okay, it was actually NCAA 14. 14? Yeah, I didn't realize it was they got that deep into it, but yo, they definitely they need to bring back they need to bring back NCAA 14. Yo, it would be live right now. The last Listen, couple years, if they it, had NCAA it's been fo- live. If they had the Haven't you noticed? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just say if they had like What? Yo, NCAA, you would have to have Bama on the cover like like cover like every single year. Probably, it would but be, if you look wrong. at the difference between college sports and professional sports, like people don't really pay attention to professional sports until the postseason. Yeah, yeah, I just had a conversation the other day. I, like, yeah, exactly. College is more exciting. I don't know why. Sports, you, it's 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 like college is exciting. Every game matters for them. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't like football, but. I I would rather watch a college football game over an NFL football game. I damn sure rather watch a, a Kentucky basketball game over an NBA game. Besides the New York Knicks, but and uh, it is more exciting. I don't know why. It's because I yeah. think part of it, part of it is because like when you're in professionals, like you've already gotten your money. Mm, I think it's also because like you also got to realize that the professional level, it's an 82 game season. Like that's a long time. That's a long time. Like to play at that level at a very high clip, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get. You know. You're not gonna get the same intensity where I know the college basketball season isn't as long as the as the professional season. Yeah. And plus, the postseason for college, the postseason for college basketball is a one and done. So you could be the best team in the nation, but if you have a bad night, you're out. Exactly. Versus. The, the postseason for professional, that's a seven-game series. You know, you can have a bad night and still come back and win and, and, and still complete the series out. So I feel like the dynamics are different. And also, at the collegiate level, 
and I, I, I have cousins who play college sports, so they all kind of tell me like at the collegiate level, everybody still has something to something to prove. Like you're you made it to this level, but you're nobody really at the collegiate level is settling. Like they're all trying to get to that next level. They're all trying to get to that next. It's like everybody in a, a giant barrel, and they're all trying to get to the top. So they're they're grinding they're trying to keep themselves aware they're trying to keep themselves up they're trying to get out of that 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 they're trying to that's what i'm saying they should be getting paid they're sacrificing their body for the school every single day yeah exactly and also you you you're you've interfaced with athletes you know what the grind is like so i mean like at that level most athletes some athletes go into college sports just to get their education paid for and i have no problem with that yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah, I, other athletes are using it as another. They want to go all the way, and they want to, they want to, they want to feed their families, and that's cool too. But I feel like college college sports brings a sense of intensity because they know that they're not getting paid. The fact that they know they're not getting paid, I think that brings that to the table where they're, you know, they're saying, "All right, I can't stay here. I've got to either get a, a really good job, or I need to." get to the next level so that I can start to rake in the money that I know I can make with the sport that I'm playing. Yeah. That was a good topic. Nah, I feel, but I feel like if I'm a football player, I should definitely get paid. I'm not, I don't like that hitting. hitting not, that's why football wasn't my sport. I don't like getting hit. Wasn't with it. Let's see. Yeah. Shake up this bag. Football. You play football in high school? Hell no. Because, I'm going to tell you this, listen, so, I played one year of Pop Warner football, Arlington Apaches, and I remember this, I remember this game clearly, bro, well, first of all, I was just never with football, yo, because, bro, all the, here's the thing, I don't, I don't give a damn about yelling, like, if you yell at me and stuff, but, bro, I was out, yo, they had me out there running, yo, like a slave in pads, yo, and it was hot, I was not with it. I was not with it, yo. It's football. Nah, You're but li- to but run, then bro. but then there was there was one this one game was against Sweetwater. I'll never forget. So my dad was he was he was he was talking his shit to me like he normally is, and then he was like, "Yo, go out there and hit somebody today." So I was like, "All right, pops, I got you." So I'm I, we're on special teams. My homeboy Trenton, shout out to him. He actually plays at FIU now. Um, he has like maybe thirty yards ahead of him. It's open field for to, to return the kick, right? And then so I see this, mind you, I'm in Mighty Might, so I was maybe, what, 10 years old, maybe? Yeah, maybe 9, uh, yeah, 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. But, so imagine how small I was, and then I saw somebody smaller than me, and I was like, all right, bet. I was going to go try and crack him, yo, on some grimy, on some grimy, like, goon stuff. I was going to try and go and blindside him. So I'm running down the field, and I was like, all right, and I was like, bet. He like my homeboy is running right behind me. We got about thirty yards to go, and I see this kid coming across the field. So I ran to him. Yo, I ran. This man turned around, took like a couple strides me, and cracked my shit. I was like, yeah, no, it's not for me. No, that's when I stopped. Man, that's I never. Great. And then after that game, I didn't finish the season. That's when I got into baseball. I, I was I did baseball and swimming in uh in high school. Um, uh, yeah, no, I was football was not for me. I was not with that getting hit. That was that was not for me. That's why I like to hoop. Football is not for me. Yeah, yeah, Listen. yeah. I mean, football for me, my parents would never let me play that sport. Yo, and I tried one practice, and the coach actually liked me at my school. He actually thought I could be something because he saw me 
my sophomore year, he actually he actually told me he was like, because I, I went from like five eight to like six two my lucky. sophomore year, You're so, so I I grew a little bit. You, so he you saw grew like a lot. Negro, you went you grew to six two. Talking about you grew a yeah, little Negro, so you grew like, to six yeah, two. So, plus you I was a lot. Track, so so he was like, yeah, um, I definitely like to see you know see you ever play football before, and I'm like, nah, sir, I've never played before. He's like, all right, well. Um, we're running a couple 40s, you know, we'll, we'll track you out. So I ran some 40s with the football players and I did well. Um, I think he said like I ran like a four, four, seven or something, four, seven, four, seven, four, six, something. It was, it was a really good time. It was a really good, like four, four, seven, like four, seven, four, like something. And I was like, all right, cool. So he was like, all right, cool. We're going to do some two hand touch. Um, so he, he told me like, it was a real loose practice, but. He basically told me to run a post route, and I didn't know what a post route was at the time. I had never played football, so I just took off running, and I ignored the post route. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just took out running, running, got open, and the quarterback, he actually threw the ball because I got open. So when I went up to catch the ball, like, I jumped, but then I didn't realize that I had actually drawn half of the half of the coverage to me at the oh, same time. Flipped. So when you I got jumped, you got I got freaking you got flipped by like five different guys. How? I thought you were and playing two hand touch. Yeah, I, we were. We were playing two hand touch. They didn't tackle playing me, rugby. but they mauled my ass. They mauled my ass. And I, after that, I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play this sport. I'm trying to. I'm trying to live past high school, you know, you feel me? I'm trying to make it out. <laughs> nah, football is not for uh, me. But you know what's crazy, yo, is you remember that topic that uh, you said the girl snapped on? Yeah. I drew it out the bag. Oh, no. <laughs> what was, okay, um, all right. What was your, I'm going to let you lead off this. What was your most disheartening college experience, yo? My most disheartening college experience was finding out college girls ain't mm, terrible, like terrible, terrible. Like I didn't realize how bad it was till. All right, so my freshman year, no, my sophomore year in college, I was still at a junior college, and I was talking to a girl. What JUCO did you go uh, to? Yeah, it was a JUCO. What JUCO? And, um, hmm? What JUCO? Palm Beach State. Oh, Palm okay. State. Oh, you're right there. So I was talking to a girl and. I found out through a mutual friend that she was basically doing a whole bunch of stuff behind my back. And to be very honest, it was the first time this had ever happened to me, so I didn't really know how to react. But that was probably my worst college experience just because, like, it was worse. What made it bad was that everybody knew what was going on, and he told me after the fact. So I kind of oh, so looked look stupid. Dumb. You feel me? Now you look dumb. I look retarded. You look dumb. Look, That's what I don't like, yo. Don't I play me for dumb. Retarded. I look like a. I look like a mark. Like I look like damn, bro. You don't know the game at all. Like, yeah, nah. That's one thing I don't like. Don't play me for dumb. Yeah, yeah, nah. But that was probably my worst experience too, because. The people that she was doing with, with like the, the people she was involved with, they knew me and they didn't just know me. They knew <laughs> parts of my family. So it was like, 
like when they were naming the people who she was, you know, doing what she was doing with, I was like, Foul. damn, like really, Foul. like he knows my cousin and he knows my sister and him, like I play basketball with him, like damn, yeah, it is. Yeah, Tell me, you was like, out wow. here, you was so out here was, looking like boo boo for the clown too. And was crazy thing jester. too was I had classes with her, so like we would see each other every day. So it was like that'd be I the worst. I couldn't get over, I couldn't, like, live that down. The whole semester, I was basically, like, just like, wow, you know, just in a bubble. Yeah. What about you, man? What was your worst experience? My worst, my worst, my most disheartening experience in college as far, so far was this, right before this summer. So, it, this is when I really saw, yo, that, like, people really don't, really don't care really don't care about you and really just yeah they don't care about you so the I was an RA this past year um on campus and I loved it I was I've been in housing for like the last three years and then so now that I'm about to graduate and stuff you know I've been looking for internships because we all know how important those are in college and getting an internship because you have to have something to put on that resume and so I was applying, I'm interested in sports management um, and like the media and entertainment business, but I really love sports. And so at the time I applied to everywhere. I didn't apply to anywhere in Florida because I, I was trying to get out of Florida. So I applied to New Jer- everywhere in New Jersey, New York, and Maryland. And I got a call back. Um, and so I got a call back from this, from this uh, professional sports team. And the internship runs through the end of August. So I might actually miss like the first week of classes, syllabus week. So time comes to reapply for the RA position and everything. And I put in, I got accepted. And then everybody, who, if, any, if anybody works in housing at FAU and they're listening to this, they know how screwed up things are. So basically the department just go, undergoes a whole bunch of changes. And then... I asked my boss, I was like, yo, I'm not going to be here for training. Is that okay? Because training is mandatory to be an RA. And he was like, yeah, no, that's cool. That's fine. Blah, blah, blah. That's whatever. So then comes time. He brought it up to his boss because he was like, I just want to make sure. So then his he brings it up to his boss and the man was like, no. That man, he's like, that's not okay. And I, And then he told me and I was so confused. I was like, what? So then I emailed the dude and I was like, yo, I was like, I have a internship this summer. You know, I don't want to stop working in housing. Is there any way that we could do this? And he was basically like, no. And then I was like, he was like, meet with this person, the person below him. So I met with this person and they told me no. And I was like, there's no way we can compromise. And so I was already hot at that. So then like a week goes by or whatever. And... I emailed him and I was like, yo, we need to sit down and talk. And then he was like, okay, come in. He was like, come in and meet me. So then I go to meet him and he was like, come, he was like, come at 11 o'clock. So I was like, boom, I'll be there at 11 o'clock with me being early. You know, I got there at 1045 and I was waiting for my boss. Cause I was like, yo, I want you to come in and sit with me and advocate for me. Cause I feel like this man won't take me seriously if I just go and sit down and talk to myself, you know, cause he's already got his mind made up. He's not going to listen to me. So I go in there and I, I asked him, and first of all, he's just sitting there with a disrespectful manner at the table. And then I, I already, oh no, here's what got me hot, first of all. So we get there, 11 o'clock passes, and I'm still out there waiting, like the lobby, like 11.15, 11.20 passes. Then at like 11.30, this man walks out into the 
into the lobby and says something to the secretary. Sees me, makes eye contact with me and my boss. And then, like, 12 o'clock comes, still no signs of him. Oh, my bad. I forgot to mention. Mind you, when I first walked in the office, me and my boss walked back to his office and he was in a meeting. But the door was open and we walked into the room and he saw us. All of his, all of the, all three people in the room saw us. So then, boom, he has us waiting there till like twelve o'clock. And I look over at my boss and I was like, "Yo, this is un," I was like, "This is unrespect." I was like, "This is unprofessional and disrespectful." I was like, "Cause it's not fair that you set a meeting, and then you can be late to it." You feel me? Cause I was like, "If I'm late to a meeting or late to an interview, feel me? It's like points marked against me." So, but then I was, I already felt disrespected because I was like, "Yo, this issue is not serious." I was like, "This issue is serious." So then he comes out and I, or no, I looked to my boss and I was like, I'm waiting for this man to come out into the lobby and tell me, oh, he has somewhere to go. We can't talk. We'll have to do it another day. And I was like, I'm going to tell him, sorry, no disrespect, but we have to sit down and talk today. Sure enough, he comes out in the lobby. He's like, oh, I didn't see you there. He's like, you've been waiting here this whole time? My G, what? What do you mean? Because I wholly walked into your office when I first got there and you came out and to the into the lobby and saw me. So don't act like you didn't see me. You definitely saw me. You're just not trying to talk because you already know how I'm coming. You already know that I'm not pleased with you because you know you're being unfair. So then I go in to talk to him. He was like, oh, well, we... He's like, okay, but I can only talk for five minutes. You got me messed up. Yo, kept him there for like 30, 45 because you're going to sit down and hear what I got to say. So then I basically told him, I was like, yo, I've been at housing for three years. We got to go through training each semester. I've done training six times so far I was like I have an internship that's going to help me further my career and future you know that's why I came to college in the first place was to get an education and that's what y'all say y'all are here for is to help me excel you feel me and do something with my degree is there any way that we can compromise so that I don't have to go to no I, I know I asked him if I could do training early or if I could make it up and he was like no he was like you have to be here for training and then I was like I've been told by other people in housing and other RAs that people have missed training for more minor things and still been able to continue the position. And he was like, well, that's not how we're going to do it this year. And then I was like, so there's nothing, like there's no way we can compromise. I can't do it early. He was like, I can't provide it early for you because I don't have the staff available to give you the training or we, it's not ready. How is it not ready, yo? How's the training? We've done it six times. How is it not ready? And so that's really when I got hot because then I had to quit the RA position because basically they wouldn't let me miss. He wouldn't let me miss training, a training that I've done six times. And I told the man, I was like, it's not like I'm asking to miss this because I'm going on vacation. Like I'm going up here to do something with my life to further my future, to get an internship. And I told him, I was like, I feel like it's disrespectful. I told him, I was like, it's disrespectful, you know, that basically we can't come to a compromise. And... I was so hot. I walked out of there, and that was the first time. Cause I don't cry over anything. That was like one of the only times in my life that I've cried, like teared up. I was so hot, yo. Cause I was like, I was like, that's that's when I was really just like, wow, people really don't care. I was like, they really just don't care about you. Cause I was like, there's no reason why I shouldn't have been able to do training early, or you feel me, make it up. And then for me to come to a school where I come here as a student first, and y'all say y'all are here to help me further my education. Is BS. That's when I. That's when I really saw through it all, and I was like, BS. That was my most disheartening co- college experience because one, I had to give up the RA position f- 
it's because I, yo, know, I was disrespected outright. That's all. I was dis. I felt disrespected. I've given y'all six semesters of my time and hard and hard work, and then this is the treatment I get. That's when I felt disrespected, yo. So that's my most disheartening college ex- experience, and I still don't rock with them because of that. I'm still hot. That that topic just got me hot, actually. That's crazy, bro. I'm sorry that you had to go through something like that. That's wild. Like, bro, it's a whole internship, and Buddy really would not let me make up training. Like, it's an internship, my G. It's not like I can... Oh, no, here's what had me twisted. So when I met with the person under him, she was like, oh, well, call... Can you call the... She basically told me, like, call the internship and ask them if I can, like, basically leave early. I'm like, what? I'm not about to call this internship and be like, yo, I know that I applied, and I know there was preset determined dates that I'm expected to show up for, but can I leave a whole month early? Like, what? I... I was not about to send that. That's why I really felt disrespected. She basically told me, choose being an RA or being an internship for a professional sports team. Like, come on now, yo. That's when I felt disrespected. Because that, that really, that that made me feel, I can't even talk on that. That got me hot. Because I was like, you really just told me to sit here and choose being an RA over being an intern for something that's going to help me further my education in the future? Like, what? That's disrespectful to tell me. That's disrespectful. For me, at least, I don't know if I'm tripping, but for me, that was disrespectful. No, you have every right to be mad. I mean, like, at the end of the day, an RA is a temporary position. Like, thank you're not you. going to make a living being an thank RA. Thank you. I'm not trying to come back and be... Let, thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> it's not what I want to do with the rest of my life. I don't want to... That's the thing. I, because I'm in housing, I, I, and I've worked in housing, and I work alongside, like... Pro staff at the school, like I see how much they complain about their job. I'm like, yo, I don't want to be you and come to this job every day and loathe and hate and just complain and talk about your superiors and everything. Like, what? It's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So if I'm trying to get out, why won't you help me? Being, no, a, being oppressed. Like I'm being oppressed. It's crazy because it's crazy because I I heard Jay Z say something like this. Like people project onto other people, like their fears, their hates, their wants, their all. Like, I realize more than ever, like, there's so much, like, envy in the world where that comes, like, comes from. Like, you can see somebody who's, you know, succeeding in life or, oh, snap, they took a leap of faith and they're, you know, doing their thing. And the first reaction I always see is, like, envy or hate Hate. or something negative. And it's like, bro, like, don't get mad at me because you... Yes. You didn't take the you didn't take the jump. Like Thank you. Don't be mad at somebody else's success. That's we're gonna talk like, about I that because I, I got a homie out here, he's he's making moves. Like he's 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 making money. Good for he's, him. He's worth six good for yeah, him. He's worth six figures now. And like Damn. me and him talk from time to time and Nah, he's like, gonna have to come 24. on the show, yo. He's gonna have to come on the show. Huh? He's gonna have to come on the show. He's he's making six figures at twenty four. He's gonna have to come on the show and give me some tips. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll talk to I'll talk to him. He's in he's in um He's actually, where is he at now? He's He was in Canada. He said he was going to Europe, so I got to call him to see what's up. But, um, yeah, no, nah, he be traveling because he, he invested in real estate. And, like, he made some That's moves. That's exactly what I'm trying to, to do, college. real estate investment. He didn't go to college. He just, he just doubled down on his real estate. And, you Good know, I him. told him, I was like, bro, I'm happy for him. Like, he had to cut ties with some of his family members. You have to like, do that. That's important. The, the, they were, he was like, he was like, because they were asking the me for money, and, and they were like, you were fake for leaving, and you never, you never, you never, you didn't try and help out the family. I'm like, yo, bro, like, he took a risk. 
Like that's the thing. That's that's that's, and it's like and it's like it's because they're in their mindset and their living situation that it it bothers them that somebody else is doing something that they can't do or they could have done and they didn't. That's why they hate and they that's that it's like the crabs crabs in a barrel. Everybody trying to drag everybody down. What what bothers them? I feel like is because they were they all like he has brothers and they all grew up in the same house. They all had the same opportunity. Yet he made something out of it and they're still over there. That's like, why I said they're hot. That they're, they're hot that they're still stuck where they're at. It's the crabs in the They're yeah. hot that they're stuck where. They're, they're... Bro, that's hate. That's haters. That's haters, yo. And I, I hate like, haters I and I like, love haters. I feel like that's. It's not just haters. I feel like as people, like we try, and in this social media age, it's so easy to compare because you can see the haves and the have-nots. Like you look at somebody's profile and you you automatically compare how many followers do they have, how many subscribers do they have. How much money do they have? How many likes do they get on a picture? And it's almost like we can quantify certain things that aren't quantifiable. Like, yo, just because he has a thousand followers or just because he has ten thousand followers doesn't mean he's happy. Thank also, you. I know hella. I know hella people out here with, with clout and hella followers, and they're still ducks. The end of the day, they're still exactly. ducks. I knew you were a duck when you had zero followers, and now that you got ten k, you're still a duck. That don't change the fact. Still a duck. Yeah, and- I agree with you totally. I feel like people, I think like this, this is one thing that I'm glad that like my people's instilled in me. Like I genuinely, like if you're my friend, like I generally want you to succeed. Like I, I will never look at my friend's pockets and think those pockets should be mine. Like my homie, he's grinding. He's doing his thing. Like I, I have a homie. Um, he plays overseas ball. Like, and I'm rooting for him. Like, I really hope he can make it to the league and everything. Cause like, I want people around me to genuinely succeed because success breeds success, bro. Like people don't realize, like the more successful your friends are, exactly. The more you have to, you the have more, to surround yourself you with like-minded people. You have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Like my grandmothers and my parents always say, "Show me who your company is, I'll show you who you become." Yeah, yeah. Like if you think about it this way, like if you, there's a reason why people who are successful all of their friends are also doing well. Like, if you think about it, if you got friends and you're the only successful person in the group... It's time to switch up your friend group. Yeah, they're not going to be able to cope. But if you're successful, your friend's successful, their friends are successful, and it's a breeding of success, winners attract winners, dog. Exactly. That's why people... That's why people who are trying to make moves and do things, they always are trying to connect. They're always trying to connect. It's like when Kevin Gay said... what did, um, mm-hmm. like Kevin Gay said, the one song in the intro, he was like, if you're the smartest one, he was like, if you're riding around thinking, like, that you shouldn't be doing this, and you're the smartest one in that car, it's time to get out. Like, if you're the smartest yeah, person nah. in the room, yo, it's time to switch up, it's time to switch up your group. For real, for real. Like, I, I learned, I got a homie, Kufo, shout out to my dog, Kufo, um, he's a producer that co-founded, um, Major Links with me, and I got my cousin, Michael David, shout out Michael David. Um, you can follow them at, um, on IG, um, Ryan Kufo and Michael David Osgam. They're both very talented individuals. And, like, I learned stuff about music. I've been around music my entire life. And I learned so much about music from these dudes. Like, Kufo's younger than me, but he's ahead of his time where it comes to production. Yeah. And, like, Michael, Michael, the way he puts sounds together, like, he'll take a Congo drum mm-hmm. and he'll make it pop. And you're like, damn, bro, it's a Congo drum. But he has a way of looking at things where it's like, damn, bro. And Kufo, he helped me design some of the apparel that I rock for Major Links. Mm-hmm. And I 
my grandmother designed apparel. She taught me how to design apparel. So it was like, so it's like when when I'm around people like that, I can only just I'm 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 the type of person where I love to be around people that teach me more about stuff that I think I I love to learn. I love to learn. For real, bro. For real. But listen, Mike. What's the other dude's? You said I know Mike. What's the other dude's name? Kofu. Ryan Kufo. Kufo. Ryan. Ryan Kufo. Now listen. Yeah. I'm a, they're definitely gonna have to come on the show because oh, that's that's the definitely. one thing that I want to do with this. But it's just continue to have like you like we were just talking about continue the the success oriented goal oriented like minded people people who are trying to do something with their lives. So like I always say, if you if there's anybody out there like like the people that we're describing success goal oriented, you're looking for people who are gonna push you to do better. You're creative. An artist, an actor, actress, musicians, down to whatever social media influence, model, whatever you write scripts, shout whatever. Shout out to all the grinders, man. Shout out to all the people. Shout out to everybody games. grinding. Yes, shout out to everybody that's really out in the trenches doing it every single day. Not the people bullshit. Not the, the people who are actually, actually out there slaving away, actually putting in work on their dreams exactly. every single day, sacrificing. We all in it. Shout out to them because they're the real heroes. And they're look, the ones that make the world go round. That's real. what I said. Look, if you're in the trenches, that's what I want to do. Anybody who has a story to tell, they've got a brand they want to expose. They're trying to make it go. Link me on Instagram, underscore the gobbles, underscore. I'm in the New York area right now for the summer. So if you're in the New York area, we can definitely link up to do something. I'll be back in Florida for the school year, but we can also do it over the phone too, and I can capture audio like that. So look, I just like to bring anybody and everybody on that I can talk about because I love to talk to people and I love to learn. So if you, like I said, if you have a story to tell a brand new expose, please link me on Instagram, underscore the gabos. While you're at it, send us topics. You can follow me and Rue on IG. Send us topics. Um, like you see, they come from anywhere and everywhere. But if you've liked any of these episodes that we've put out so far, you've related to any of them, any of them have really made you think and be like, damn, I like what they're talking back, they're, what they're talking about, then go ahead and, like I said, continue the support, hit that subscribe button for me, and then go ahead and send it off to a friend and keep the chain rolling. But once again, shout out to everybody in the trenches that's really out there grinding and is actually doing it. Shout out to them because... That's that's life. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. But for real, that's Thank that on that. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Nah, I yo, regular it. thing, regular thing, regular thing. Gavin Rue, you know what we do. We're gonna have to. But thank you. Like I said, hopefully you enjoyed this. You got something out of this again. Subscribe, star, and share. The game ain't based on simply, but you already knew that. I'll catch you next week.
to choose, I know I'm gonna always choose to be with you Cause girl, don't you know Girl, don't you know you're so beautiful I wanna give all my love to you, girl Not just tonight, but the rest of your life I wanna be always here by your side Girl, don't you know you're so beautiful I wanna give all my love to you, girl just tonight, but the rest of your life I wanna be always here by your side When you're not here You don't know how much I miss you The whole time on my mind Is how much I'm gonna get to make you feel so good Like you know Oh. 